0: Hello, adventurers. I'm Tyler. And I'm Richard. This is our podcast where we talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Welcome to True Strike.
1: Welcome to our session zero. To start things off, we wanted to tell you a little bit about ourselves. Um, I'll start. My name is Richard. I've been playing tabletop games since I was a wee lad. I think I began with Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition, uh, and since then I have played everything from ElfQuest to Vampire the Masquerade. And yeah, I'm Tyler.
0: I've been playing D&D for probably about three years now, um, which really was my introduction to uh, tabletop as a whole. Of course, video games and uh narrative stories and stuff like that. So I've had my fill of fantasy um but I've been DMing the last 2 years, 2 years this month actually. Um and this is uh pretty much become my uh second life so to speak.
1: Our idea of what we want to do with this podcast is to have a open forum where we can sit and discuss topics um Casually, like friends would around a table um, where we're going to talk about changes in rules, uh, 1D&D as it comes up, playtest materials, new books, character builds, and even do some uh, off the cuff, um, you know, actual character exercising using those new rules to see how they are uh, used in a practical sense so we can get a better idea of, you know, plans of how things are going and where the game is going in the future.
0: Yeah, we'd like to not only discuss new rules and such, but do a little uh, short-term live play at the end of these episodes to give you guys an example of not only telling you how things are going to work, but giving an actual example in gameplay terms. Um, And we're, we're pretty excited about that, and we're hoping it's something others would be interested in as well.
1: Yeah, and uh, today we actually have our, our very first topic of what we're going to talk about. Um, we landed on something that we thought would be kind of fun, um, which is what everybody likes to talk about, uh, which is what our favorite spells are. Um, we both went through the spell list and chose a single spell for each level as our individual favorites. Um, this is by no means a best in slot for each level, but more the spells that we as individuals love. To get things started, uh, we're going to have ourselves a little game of rollies uh, to decide uh, who gets to go first. Uh, So we're going to do a little roll off, and the winner of this roll will get to decide if they go first or if they go second. Uh, We're going to start with cantrips, I believe, and move our way all the way up to good old level nine spells. Yep, level zero to level nine. Uh, You want to roll first? Uh, Sure. I'll give it a quick roll that is a six that's a five okay falls in your court so nice. um i will go first didn't expect that yeah we'll start with uh cantrips and uh we'll just jump right in here and i'll give you my my pick of the cantrip uh so i went with vicious mockery Um, As far as cantrips are considered, there's obviously a lot of options there. and There's a lot of utility. Um, Vicious Mockery is uh, definitely one of my favorites. I mean, what can possibly be better than actually physically harming somebody with an insult from across the battlefield? Uh, They could name this spell Burn (laughs) with a nice big exclamation point, (laughs) and it would still get the point across. Um, Yeah, it scales. Doesn't scale that great, uh, but it's a cantrip. A, as far as a good fun spell, um, it is uh, it is super fun.
0: Now, definitely agree with you. That's a definitely a fun spell. Um, however, in this case, I'll say the best and my personal favorite cantrip. It's chill touch. Come on, chill touch. Absolutely. Okay. So we're talking one action. Uh, you create a ghostly skeletal hand and a space creature within range uh, 120 foot range for this thing cantrip right you grab this thing with this skeletal hand ranged attack so no save um which is wonderful uh just gotta beat that ac which so you're talking this thing has legs even through uh you know as enemies get tougher and their saves get harder and harder to you know beat um you still have a really good chance of landing this spell on him not only are you looking at um a d8 of uh damage which does scale through levels you add an additional d8 um at 5th 11th and then 17th level but the number one thing is that that target cannot uh regain hit points until the start of your next turn so if you land this on a troll for example one of its biggest things is regeneration. Um, that can really, you know, extend a fight and be the difference of a TPK or downing this thing in a couple of rounds. Um, you you completely negate that ability. Um, also, just just a cherry on top, if the target you hit is undead, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against you until the start of your, or the end of your next turn. Pretty good. I, I
1: can't argue with that. These are all really good things. <sighs>
0: All right. Um, and I guess we're going to alternate, um, up to level one. Okay. My first level spell healing word. I, um, I don't know if we're going to, um, have the same ones for any of these. I'm interested to see if that's the case. Um, healing word though can save your party. This is one of my favorite spells all the way to a 20th level character. Um, It's clutch from 60 feet away. You can get a downed party member back up, even if it's um, two hit points. You know what I mean? No matter what you give them, they are back into the fight, which is everything.
1: Well, um, it's very difficult to argue with uh, your choice for that first level spell, Um, mostly because that is also my choice for a first level spell uh healing word is you know if i'm playing a caster um even if i'm not the healer of the group uh healing word always like just kind of jumps out at me um the bonus action the 60 foot range mm-hmm. um just in action economy uh at lower levels at higher levels like you said um this spell could be the difference between a combat going completely south or turning right around if you've got a downed person that is 60 feet away from where the action may be even getting them back up with one hit point like you pointed out um can very much change the flow of battle oh it's huge yeah and it's just uh it's one of those spells that uh it's amazing that it's a bonus action first level 60 foot range healing spell um that you know, we'll see play in Session 0, Session 1, all the way up to deep into the campaigns.
0: And yeah, and you mentioned uh, bonus action. Um, I completely glossed over that. Yeah, you could be an Oath of Vengeance Paladin. Look at your downed alley across the battlefield. Uh, get the heck up, bro. And the bam, they're back up. And then you still can come in and land a melee attack with a smite on somebody.
1: Yeah, it doesn't take away the rest of your turn. No, it's wonderful. It just allows you to look over at your teammate, get them back in the action, and then continue on with your train and just keep going. Yep. Uh, and that's like what it makes it very hard to pass up as far as first level spells are considered. Completely agree. So what about third, Richard? Well, um, we'll talk about third as soon as we get done talking about second level spells. <clears throat>
0: Oh, my God. So
1: (laughs) my second level spell um, is, again, one of those spells that uh, every time that I see it uh, on a list when I'm building a character, uh, I just immediately start thinking about how I'm going to use it and how useful it is going to be. uh, And that is Misty Step. Again, where with the action economy, um, the fact that this can be cast as a bonus action, uh, sure, it's only range self, um, but being able to teleport yourself to an unoccupied space 30 feet away um, is insanely good. Um, it's just... You can set yourself up for your entire turn if you want to make another attack. Um, You can save your life, which I have done recently in a campaign where I found myself falling from a lighthouse (laughs) Uh, almost certain death, uh, but then being able to just clutch straight over to a very safe ledge uh, and not have to worry about dying an awful death from a five-story fall. Um, It's just one of those spells, like I said, whenever I see it on a list, it's so hard to pass up. So this is the
0: first and only time during uh, putting together this list that I really had a problem. And that's because I was stuck between two very good spells. Um, ultimately deciding on one, but my runner-up was Spiritual Weapon. because Oh, that's a good one. Having more co- like consistent damage on the battlefield... Um, cast at a distance, even you, you no concentration. You get that going. Then you the next turn to you get your spiritual guardians, and you are just laying into. If it's single target, oh god, you're just demolishing them. But in one D D, it's being brought down a little bit. Now requires concentration, stuff like that. And I'm, I'm, I have to look forward a little bit, you know. And since I was on the fence anyway, this led me to pick. Misty step. Yes. Distance of self, which partners very well with uh, things like well, back to the vengeance paladin. Um, if you've got your steed, you've summoned, which any, you know, while you're uh, mounted on it, any spell uh, that has a distance of self also affects the speed. So now you're riding on this thing, galloping towards the enemy. And next thing you know, whoop, you're gone. Well, it's because you're 30 feet behind them. And you're coming in with a full charge. You're ready to. Oh, it's it's just it's wonderful. It's beautiful. And
1: I completely forgot about that use, Actually, yeah. yeah.
0: You you need to get inside of a, a door or a building. You look for a little crack, and you're like, "Bye, guys!" And you're just there. It's wonderful as long as you can see it within that thirty feet. You're good to go. Unoccupied space. Bonus action. It's
1: it's wonderful. It's just such a great spell.
0: Yes. All right.
1: Now we're third level. Third. We were really excited about being level. here. So all right this one uh probably
0: probably across the board um, a lot of people will, will agree with me and um, if you don't you're wrong uh, counter spell third level range 60 feet as your reaction you can cast this spell uh, whenever you see a creature within 60 feet of you casting one you just. Mmm No. If it's third level lower, just automatic, bump gone. It's just it's gone. And you know, if it's higher, sure there's a little bit of a chance there. You gotta roll a dice, but we love rolling dice. That's part of the reason we play this game. Bring on the chance. There's a chance it could work and you could save the whole you could win the campaign based on this spell. It's 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 crazy. The big bad is about to cast um disintegrate on your best friend. And you just look up and upcasts, you you get upcast and just, eh, bloop, gone. You've taken away their entire turn sometimes based off your reaction.
1: It's glorious. How about you? So, um, this is getting interesting with our lists because we have no idea what each other chose. And like I said, we were going with our favorites on the list not necessarily the most powerful but as i looked at the third level list i had to find myself picking counterspell um there are so many reasons uh everything that you've already said uh it is just one of those things um that does something in this game that i love uh, which is completely changes the flow of everything that's happening um because Counterspell can be that moment in combat or even out of combat. Um, mm-hmm. it, it can be that moment that changes everything that's going to happen. Um, which is great when you really want to mess with your DM. Because um, they have this plan, <laughs> and they just need to get off this one spell, uh, and then you ruin everything by throwing it in their face.
0: Right, right. Um, when the uh, when the when the party, you know, their 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 ally is on their last death saving throw, and you you call out that healing word, and you counterspell it at the last second, and just. <laughs>
1: You really stand out as a villain. So this goes
0: both ways. It's great no matter
1: what. It is just, it's, like I said, one of those spells that changes everything. Um, Completely agree. And the fact that it's a third level spell is also um, pretty surprising, honestly. Um, this is a spell that I wouldn't be surprised to see at higher levels, um, but to get it at a third level um, is, is pretty amazing. Uh, and Like I said, depending on um, when you use it, it can make a big difference. So
0: and I I think uh, I completely agree with you on that. I think the only reason you get it as early as you do is just based on the fact that you know most D and D campaigns probably don't go past seventh, maybe tenth, eleventh level. Um, so you want It's such a cool spell. It would suck to hold it until the very end, and you can't put it up there with spells like Wish that are just going to break the world potentially.
1: That is true. Um,
0: so in in a, a spell like Counterspell can It can be counterspelled, which is wonderful. Wizard battles, (laughs) you know, like it's counterspell is not an end all be all, but it definitely leads to some clutch moments.
1: It's a good one. All right. So that goes to uh, level four spells now, uh, which I believe is me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now we get to see if uh, Tyler has chosen (laughs) the same spell as me. For level 4 which uh, I don't know because this one's kind of a uh, kind of an out there spell at least I think it is um, but my favorite 4th level, level spell is summon greater demon um, 60 foot range uh, 1 action casting time concentration lasts for an hour Uh, you utter the foul words summoning a demon from the chaos of the abyss Um, you get to choose uh, this demon's uh, you know type uh, which has to be a challenge rating of uh, five or lower Uh, and then it uh, appears in the unoccupied space um, and then it gets its own initiative so this is a super fun spell because you are just dropping this demon onto the battlefield um, which in its own is just epic it's amazing um but i think my favorite part of this is at the end of each of this demon's turns right i feel like i know where you're going having to make uh that charisma saving throw now the demon does have disadvantage on it um if you say its true name um but if it fails, it continues to obey you. And this is where I think it—it uh, it is one of my favorite things is because it's that unpredictable nature of what this demon's going to do. Um, is it going to stay on the field and continue to obey your commands? Or is it going to turn on your cleric that just happens to be standing next to it and waylay him upside of the head? Um, is that going to be great for your party? Not in the moment, no. But narratively... <laughs> It's amazing, <laughs> just the the ability for that unpredictable nature of a demon, um, which goes so great with with warlocks in general. Um, not saying that you know just a warlock is going to be casting the spell, um, but it's very thematic. It's very thematic the that this. the warlock would be the one summoning a demon and being mm-hmm. all like, "No, nah, don't worry, guys, I have everything I this. under control. Nothing can go wrong in this situation." right before everything goes wrong right and i love it uh, and that's why it's my fourth level pick
0: that you know you, you you mentioned your surprised counter spell is a is a third level spell i'm surprised summoning a demon onto the field that could potentially wallop your team more than the enemy you're fighting especially that challenge rating. It's a five fourth level yeah well, by the time you're getting this challenge level five, um, you should be able to take you know in a party of four, you, you should be able to have it covered. But if it's coming at you shortly after you've summoned it, and you've still got all the bad guys up that you brought it in to fight,
1: oh yeah, this can go sour real that's, quick. That's
0: where things get really uh, scary. we um, fun for the DM, you know. Things get a little both. So speaking of. Uh, Things getting crazy and, uh, you know, game-changing moments and stuff. Uh, concentration for an hour, you know. Polymorph.
1: My fourth-level pick is Polymorph. That's a good one. That was actually my second pick for a fourth-level spell. And most not
0: entirely because of, like, oh, I, I, I want to become a great ape or something. You know what I mean? I'd be a druid if that's what I'm going for. Not even like, oh dang! There's a freaking you know a purple worm. Let me let me turn into a bunny and you know kind of just let's just leave this fight. You know we got an hour. <laughs> don't don't I don't stub my toe. We just run. <laughs> we we, we, we just, It's fine. Just go. <laughs> and you know that that part you've escaped that encounter essentially. For utility, for party support. This is where I really like. This you've got your you know, you've got your wizard on your team. Your glass cannon and they're getting low on health and maybe you're not the healer of the group but if you can turn your wizard into a you know big bait- ape um they they're back in the fight with a vengeance <laughs> i mean we're talking like full on king kong running through there smashing up people taking the the full hit point value of what they turn into is the thing here. You're not just healing them. You're giving them an entirely new pool of health that when they, when that drops, they just revert back to where they were before. You're giving them like a second life outside of their own character and new abilities and new abilities. That's just fun at the table. And if you're the DM and you have a bunch of like, you know, polymorph animals or minis or anything you're, you're waiting to put on the table. You get to break them out. This is
1: great. Oh yeah, I see the T Rex over on that shelf.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, one day you know we might get to use him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah,
1: that's my main reason for polymorph.
0: i um, just an action to cast it. Like I said, concentration—that's a big deal. Um, if it's on a willing creature, like I said, your party member or something, it's instant. You just do it. You just look at him and boom, they're polymorphed. Um, now you can do it. To, uh, you know, um, aggroed enemies or anything like that as well. It's a wisdom save. Um. You'd be surprised how often you catch someone, though. It's not a it's not a guarantee on an enemy, but it can definitely happen. Um, she'll shoot. I guess I'm up uh, for fifth level. We'll uh, we'll see if we landed on the same one for this one as well.
1: I hard uh, we're going to. I, I just feel...
0: I I don't know. I don't. I'm unconfident this time. I actually thought uh, last time. Telekinesis. Oh, we didn't Let's see. Uh, range of 60 feet concentration 10 minutes and basically uh, you gain the ability to move and manipulate things with your mind Uh, just a thought is all you need Um, when you cast a spell and as an action for each round of the duration you can exert your will on one creature or object you can see within the range Um, the main thing here is that you can take a huge or smaller creature, have, uh, make an ability check against them using your spellcasting ability contested by their strength. Now, let's say it's a wizard. Let's say um, it's, you know, it, it. a lot of enemies don't have, like big bads, don't have super high strength values. Maybe they're, you know, high intelligence or wisdom or even constitution it, it, your spellcasting ability is probably higher than a lot of these people's strength. And if they lose to you, um, you can move them up to 30 feet in any direction, including upward, but not the range beyond the range of the spell. Um, and now until the end of your next turn, the creature is restrained in your telekinetic grip. Um, and it can be suspended in midair. The big thing is here. It's concentration of 10 minutes. Every round, you can keep doing it. So if you have the big bad evil guy, Vecna, you know, and and you've burned down some legendary resistances, you know, or use this to burn down their legendary resistances because they don't want to be restrained. What are they going to do? Um, you hold them in place, and now um, they've lost to you over, over, a strength check? What, what was he going to do? Vector's not hitting the gym. Um, He's got a strong mind. But you're now, you you can't go anywhere. And you've got advantage on melee attacks and stuff against him. Like, this is wonderful.
1: So basically you want to force choke Vectra. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair then, enough. You've watched Stranger Things.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't you? Um, And you can just keep doing this over and over again until you lose your concentration. And even if you get one round of it before that happens, you've, you've done some, you, you've put them in a bad place. Now your, your, your paladin or your fighter can go in and start landing many hard hitting attacks and they can't go anywhere.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. What about you? So yeah, um, I thought you were going to choose the spell that I chose, um, just because it is a a fun little spell. Uh, my fifth level pick is Bigby's hand. Bigby's hand. Yes, which is just a uh, is a. It's a very interesting spell. Uh, is it super powerful? No, um, but it is a hundred and twenty foot range, uh, concentration one minute. Um, what really is cool about Bigby's hand is that it is a—it's an object. It's a giant hand with an AC twenty uh, and hit points equal to your hit point maximum, which gets kind of crazy at higher oh, yeah. levels oh, yeah. um the cool thing is is that you have multiple things you can do with this um clenched fist which means you can just punch the crap out of somebody with it you can use it as a forceful hand which is to push a creature uh five feet in a direction you choose uh grasping hand you can use that giant hand to grapple somebody and restrain them uh imposing hand you can just drop it down in front of you uh like a nice big wall to give you cover um I just like this spell because it's one of those really cool utility spells. Um, you know, it's got a lot of different things that you can do with it, uh, and I think that makes it a, a a super fun spell just to have in your kit um, because you don't know when you're going to use it, you don't know how you're going to use it, uh, but you know that it's there if you do need it.
0: I mean, you got to look at you got to look at characters like uh, what um, Scanlan, for example, and he almost built an identity around that spell. There's so oh, much yeah. fun and flavor you can have with a giant floating hand, <laughs> like you're summoning, and it just—it's just so funny, and creative. Yeah, there's
1: just so much you can do with a giant floating hand. How can it not be fun?
0: Yeah, um, it definitely—it's uh, it, that's part of the reason you know we love this game. Is there? You know, it's—it's it's, there can be some nitty gritty and, and dark themes and stuff like that, but even if you're trapped in Barovia. And you you'll never see the sun again, and it's just dread for the rest of your life. Sometimes you get a little fun, you know, making a little uh, little big hand, uh, give the big you know the big bad evil guy a thumbs up, you know. When you <laughs> just just why not? Um, also, just want to touch on this really quick. I mentioned that uh, while restrained, um, you'd have advantage on melee attacks. It's attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Oh. Okay. Um, and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. Uh, the other parts restrained are, of course, their speed is zero, and they get no bonus to its speed, and the creature has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. All of that from being restrained by your telekinesis, Okay. okay. which is real All right. fun. We get it. Telekinesis is better than Bigsby's hand. All Look. Right. Fine. I, I am saying that, but concede. it's okay. <laughs> now, if telekinesis had a big glowing hand, I think we would have come to the consensus Um I'm just saying you could still
1: grapple somebody with Bigby's hand, you know, I'm yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Boy, fair. All right. So we're six level. Yep. Uh, uh, back to, back to uh, not agreeing, I assume. Uh, yeah. And back to me. Yep. Um, so six level uh, has uh, arguably one of my favorite spells, I think, in the game. Um, it's definitely uh, not what a lot of people would consider a super useful spell, um, but it is something that, uh, that I think is very, very fun. Uh, and that is Contingency. So We did not pick the same one. No, and I didn't think we would. Uh, contingency is one of those weird spells I think that a lot of people look at uh, and they immediately move on. <laughs> because they're like, I am not wasting a six level spell slot on Contingency. I'm not even going to read the description because I already don't like it. Um, It's got some utility. But it is a very, very cool little spell. Uh, It's a ranged self um, duration of 10 days, which is amazing. Um, And actually one of the... uh, one of the things that they talk about in the description is a, a very good use for it is it going to happen every time in every game no but it's a really good example uh, but basically contingency is a uh, it's just that it's a contingency plan you choose a spell a fifth level or lower and it has a casting time of one action that can target yourself um, and then you cast that spell as part of casting a contingency Um, so you cast contingency and you cast that spell so it does take two spell slots um, but uh, what you do is you come up with your contingency plan so what's going to happen uh, for this spell to take effect and like I said their example is a really good one which is water breathing Um, so you could say I want to cast water breathing um, as soon as I am engulfed in water or something similar to water Uh, so if we're in a maritime adventure that is going to be more than 10 days at sea and I am terrified of drowning. Uh, this is a really good contingency plan. Mm -hmm. Uh, I Mm -hmm. can make sure that if I do fall off this boat, I'm fine. I mean, y'all, you can worry about yourself, uh, but I'm definitely going to be breathing underwater. Uh, (laughs) and like I said, it's, uh, it's probably not a spell that a lot of people look at. Um, but it is just a fun little spell, um, just because it allows you to plan ahead for something, which, uh, I like planning. not going to lie. And having a contingency plan in place. I mean, that sounds good to me.
0: Yeah. um, I like the idea that you've got a healing spell prepped up and ready to go. And your, you know, contingency is that the moment I go down, this goes off, you know, and then it's this moment where you're going, you're going down. Everyone's like, Oh god. No, not Ricardo. And then
1: it's all right. I'm okay. and
0: You just you're back up and it's it's awesome.
1: For you see, I had planned to die. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not a day goes by that I don't prepare for the worst.
1: I constantly think about death, <laughs> so I'm always prepared.
0: Right. Um and shoot, not only um that, but I mean, what is it? The the newer book um coming out February 21st. Um, keys to the golden or from the golden vault on um, the new D and D anthology book heist it's all heist and the contingency plan is is part of the prepping for a heist oh yeah I'm totally gonna turn this into oceans 11 yeah <laughs> you'd have to it's it's required oh uh, god all right now mine um, isn't nearly as fun and just because of that if we were awarding points I feel like I would give you a point on this one. But I was going with my favorite, and uh even though it's quite expensive to cast, and you may know where I'm getting at now, um, Heroes Feast. Heroes Feast, casting time of ten minutes, and it uses uh, a gem encrusted ball worth at least a thousand gold.
1: Be some quite good food.
0: expensive. Yeah, you make whatever you want. That's the best that okay, I'll get to I'll get back to this. You bring forth a great feast, including magnificent food and drink. The feast lasts for an hour it takes an hour to consume and disappears at the end of that time. You gotta nom for the whole hour. You have to for it to work. Um and the beneficial effects don't set in until the hour is up. But up to twelve creatures can partake of the feast. That's your whole party, and then any
1: tag alongs you have coming with you. Um, I think anyone... it's pretty much necessary to classify it as a feast. You oh yeah, have, for sure. You know, at least ten people or more.
0: Yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, you can't just have like ten pizzas and four people. That's not a feast. <laughs> it's a feast um, for someone. <laughs> sure, the, at least one of those people is going to go home with like six pizzas. <laughs> now, a creature, up to the twelve of them, that partakes of the feast gains several benefits. They are cured of all disease and poison, which. Hopefully you're not poison going into this, but hey, it's great. Um, You become immune to poison and being frightened and make all wisdom saving throws with advantage. Huge. Also, your hit point maximum is increased by 2d10 and you gain the same number of hit points. So up to... Um, so two to 20 additional health on your maximum. And it goes up instantly. You heal that blah, blah, blah. The big deal there is since it's your maximum, you can stack temporary healing on top of that. So if you've got an inspiring leader or anything like that, any way to gain some temp, maybe you have a spore druid or something, your role, if you prep up for this, you're rolling into a fight like a tank. You're feeling like a barbarian on round one with an extra, like, 30 hit points or something, you know? Just stacked. Yeah. And this benefits last for 24 hours. So you cast this at breakfast, and you're good until next breakfast. (laughs) This is
1: wonderful. I mean, you say that, but I just have this vision of this massive sprawling castle and right outside the big bad's door the party has this feast just set up in the hallway. <laughs> and they're like, we'll, we'll be in there in a minute. Give um, us... I just... I'm really starving right now.
0: <laughs> we got like four more minutes. If you want so some... Actually, you know what? Nah, you'd
1: have to be there the whole time. Just... You well, know, give us a minute. We really didn't bring enough for you. Yeah. I mean, this you know, it's kind of uh, it's awkward now. Uh, just give us, just <laughs> let us have our little alone time out here yeah. uh, before we come in there. And I like, I just like the idea of um,
0: your players just going around and and telling the caster what their favorite foods and drinks are. Maybe fig cakes remind them of home, and you know, um, Turkish delights. Yeah. Nobody likes those. Your, your cleric is setting this up, and they're like, ding-dongs, I got you. Next. Come on. Let's go. You want some uh, Fanta orange? Got you. And then guess what? It's there, and you've got to eat it for an hour. So, so you, be, you better <laughs> choose something <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You're not dipping into my zebra cakes. So you, you eat your own dish. Um, I guess I'm up for seventh, though. Uh we might choose the same one, but as yeah, um, for seventh level at a range uh, of ten feet, one action to cast, um, I've chosen teleport. Solid. It instantly teleports you, uh, transports you, and eight willing creatures of your choice that you see within range, you know, ten feet, um, or an object. Blah 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 blah. You, you guys know how teleport works. You've seen things. You've watched things. It's like that, but with rules. You just... You, you know where you want to go. And you go there. Now the fun part is you roll to see if you really do go there. You roll a D100. Um, The GM normally does it. By the rules, the GM rolls it. I like to have the player roll it. Because then when they inevitably end up, you know, 10 feet under the earth... And are jettisoned out, taking bludgeoning damage, or in the middle of the ocean. It's their fault. It's on them, not me. <laughs> but that's that's what's so fun about it. If and it, it makes sense, like if a player or a character is very familiar with the area, or if there's a permanent circle that they they've established there, or that a, um, a business has, you're you're extremely likely to end up there. Not even a problem. But if you're like, oh, crap, we have to get across the country right now and I've seen a picture of this place drawn on the back of a stall. I think I can maybe get us there. You guys want to find out? And you you trust in the die, and maybe you nail it. They're you're there, and you're the hero. You've gotten there on time, and you've beaten the BBG there, and, and you're going to interrupt um, all of his plans. Or maybe you ended up three miles in the wrong direction. And
1: now you're trudging through forest and it's a race against time. Yeah. And that's like, both of those are really good case scenarios. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's why like I've almost cast teleport many times. Um, And then I just know that it would go horribly wrong, so I decide not to. Nah, it's uh, always fun. It's just one of those real nervous things. Yeah, I just don't know if I, uh, if I have it in me to kill my entire party in one shot. Well, believe me, if you, if you as a player are nervous, uh, your
0: DM is equally, if not more, nervous. Because either A, they have to make up a scenario they weren't expecting to on the fly... And they're just throwing out a week of work or 10 minutes of work, depending on what they're really putting to this, and you're just making it up off the seat of their pants. Or maybe, you know, they spend all month prepping for everything, and every single possibility of the universe is already, you know, figured out, and they've got their world mapped out and spiral notebooks stacked in the corner of the shed. But it's just really fun. Because, yeah, I mean, if,
1: <laughs> if the whole party dies, it's bad for the DM2, man. <laughs>
0: It's not good for anyone involved.
1: Well, yeah, and it's also—I oh, planned you to go through all seven of these towns uh, before you get here. Oh, you skipped them all. Okay, um, we'll just use those NPCs another time.
0: Yeah, yeah, you'll end up back there. There's—it's fun side quest. You we'll know, circle it's, back. We'll—we'll we'll end up back there. Maybe that town is the town that's in front of you now. You know, it depends if you've been—you've never been here. <laughs> How do you know Carlito doesn't live over at the mysterious? <laughs>
1: Carlito's a worldly man. He, he goes everywhere. Right. <laughs> I just teleported to out of town myself. <laughs> so yeah, my uh seventh level isn't uh isn't nearly as uh, utilitarian as uh teleport. Um it's much more straightforward and it is finger of death. Ooh. Um, it is a sixty foot range, one action. Um you basically uh Point out your creature that you see within range, and you send out negative energy. Uh, It's a super cool spell. It's a constitution saving throw. It's one of my favorite types of uh, spells where uh, even if they... Uh, pass, they're still taking some damage. Um, but if they fail, we're talking 7d8 plus 30 necrotic damage, uh, which is just super, super fun. Um, but the main reason why I chose the spell is because of the second paragraph. So any humanoid killed by this spell rises at the start of your next turn as a zombie. And not just any zombie; it's a zombie that is permanently under your command, uh, that follows your verbal orders to the best of its ability. Uh, so it's just a cool little bonus. You point mm-hmm. at the, you know, that poor little goblin in the corner, and you finger of death him, no. and now he's yours. <laughs> so it's just uh, a fun little spell um, you get the chance to drop somebody and also get yourself a new little party member um, <laughs> is he going to be great no he's a zombie um, but uh, just super fun uh, let's cast it twice get get yourself two zombies you know treat yourself
0: yeah uh, take him out and gain an ally all in one spell yeah. that's that's fun
1: yeah so it's super fun uh, very simple spell um, but like I said uh, one that, uh, that I like a lot okay so 8th uh, Yeah, we're up to 8th. We're getting towards the end. Are we back to me? I believe so. All right. Um, So my 8th level pick uh, is Mighty Fortress. Um, Very, very cool spell. Um, The fact that it has a casting time of 1 minute... Uh, is pretty impressive of its own. Uh, and the range one mile, which is insane. Um, but instantaneous, you erupt a fortress of stone uh, from the square area of ground around the choice uh, of the uh, area of your choice. you can see those within range. This castle is amazing. So it's a fortress with four turrets, uh, each one, 20 feet on the side, 30 feet tall. Um, The turrets are connected by stone walls that are 80 feet long, creating a nice enclosed area. Each wall is a foot thick. I mean, this is a legit fortress. So you are just popping out a fortress uh, wherever you want. Uh, And then in addition to that, you get to basically design this fortress you're you're getting multiple floors you can have the rooms divided any way that you like uh permitted they're the you know same size um but you can basically build a keep for your entire party which is super great uh and then actually um goes back to your uh, little great feast you even get uh you know enough food to serve a nine course banquet for up to a hundred people every single day quite a lot of people Furnishings, food, objects—all um, this stuff, uh, which is is really really cool. And the very uh, best thing about this spell is you just keep casting it, which is really great. So, yeah, you want a nice little fortress. You have a place to be for mm-hmm. you know that short period of time. But if you've got yourself a a week to kill. So, you know, you sure, who doesn't you've got a week before you have to go after this big bad or maybe, you know, you're in between campaigns. Right. Right. You cast the spell every day, the same spot for seven days and it becomes permanent. So That's fun. you get yourself this massive fortress with keeps rooms for all of your friends. Um, all you have to do is have a plot of land. And now you have a permanent home. Uh, sure, it's going to take you a week. Um, but, I mean, if you've got nothing else going on, who doesn't want their own fortress? I
0: mean, typically, I've heard that fortresses take longer to build than a week anyway. Not to mention, day one, you're, you're in it. Yeah, you're in it day one. You're, you're just, already sleeping You just got to commit it. a week to having it. And boom, your characters have a place to call
1: home. Yeah, like you said, in between campaigns or missions, that's that's fun. And this is like squad goals, right? Right. You you're building your little thing. You don't all just want to part ways after you get the bad guy. You want to become a family. You know, you want to settle down if you can. Sure. Have a place that you can go back to. Uh, You're very familiar with it, so you know, just teleport back there when you want.
0: Hey, you know, uh, yeah, it's a good point. Even get uh, maybe install like a permanent, um, you know, teleport
1: circle. Yeah, that's fun. That oh, yeah. is is where the teleport circle is. That's why it's my 8th uh, level pick. Uh, because you get to make a place to live. While I do think that's a fun spell, I also think it's shit. <laughs> um,
0: only because... Well, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I just... And it, it's... Yours is fun. And it's thematic. And I love everything about it. But it doesn't ruin someone's day and I'm all about that <laughs> feeble mind eighth level one action to cast 150 foot range you're sniping this fool; they don't even know it's coming and they won't after you land it <laughs>
1: well yeah that's why it's just mean
0: oh yeah <laughs> um, you blast the mind of a creature you see within the range of
1: 150 feet
0: remind you um, and they take four d six psychic damage. Amazing, huh? That's up to twenty four psychic damage. Impressive. That's all my temp hit points, man. They're but just gone. <laughs> the The cherry, the cherry on this spell, is that they have to make an intelligence saving throw. Now, if they fail this throw, they're done. <laughs> they just erasing from the game. Now, um they drop their intelligence and charisma scores down to 1. They're a mushroom. <laughs> and I'm not talking the the clicky clacky ones from that show everyone's watching. I, like more like a goomba. <laughs> um they can't cast spells activate magic items, understand what you're saying. There's no language there, no communication in any intelligible way. Um, they can identify their friends, follow them, you know, the heart knows what it wants, blah, blah, blah. At the end of every 30 days, you got to wait all month on this thing, the creature can repeat its saving throw. <laughs> and if you fail it again, now let me remind you, you failed it the first time. This intelligent saving throw. Your intelligence is now a one. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're not going to pass that. This no. saving throw uh, is increasingly more difficult. And, uh, yeah, good luck. Now, if you've got good friends, maybe greater friends, <laughs> um, a greater restoration, heal, or wish, or breaking out the big guns can end the effects of this feeble mind. But, uh,. You want to take someone out, it's pretty pretty nasty way to do it.
1: Yeah, it's just a, uh, that's just an evil spell. Oh, yeah. It's just evil. That's why it's so fun. Yeah, it's just so mean. Just turn someone into pudding. I don't have the heart. I can't do it. Well, you won't feel a thing.
0: <laughs> well, if I haven't been talking enough already, I guess I'll uh, keep going. We're down to our uh, ninth level spell. This is our last pick of the this conversation. The big gun. And I didn't go for the biggest of guns. Because we're not talking best spells. I'm talking my favorite. And not me. I'm a party guy. Not to party. I don't do that. I'm here for the party. My friends. Mass heal. Action. One of those. Range of 60 feet. Duration instantaneous. Basically... Any number of creatures you see within range that you wish to give this to, I'm talking 60 feet area around you, 700 hit points. 700. 700 hit points. That's just excessive. Divided between yourself, your allies. Moblin the Goblin, who you turned into a zombie earlier. No, maybe you can, you know, whatever. Your, your buddies, your your, your stowaways, your, anyone you want to give health to, oh my god, 700 points of healing. You're talking the whole party is down for the count. There's a couple players left up. The bad guy's doing his monologue, and you stand up, and you're like, not today, Satan. <laughs> and <Instant>. refresh. <laughs> Boom, everyone is back up to full hit points, potentially. This is insane. Not to mention, all players' uh, creatures healed by this spell are cured of all diseases. Um, any effect making them blind or deafened. Um, now of course, like I said, Boblin the Goblin, Boblin the Goblin, they're sol. Uh, undead constructs. Th- th- nothing from this. Oh, my zombie. Uh, yeah, so he's he's out of he's out of luck. Sorry. Um, but Joey the Goblin, he's fine. <laughs> He's, he's, uh, he's, he, he was feeling a little peckish. Um, uh, but he's okay now. Oh, he's feeling great now. Yeah. He, he's, he's back up those two points he was missing. Um, and this is wonderful. This, it, in my opinion, you know, like I said, there's, there's some ninth level spells that can change the world. This can change the outcome of the biggest encounter your players ever go through. Um, Completely turn around from a loss to a victory in one spell. That's a good one.
1: So my ninth level um, is pretty much the exact opposite of that. Uh, pain. <laughs> it Mass is a, pain. Uh, it is a much simpler spell with uh, a much simpler goal in mind. Uh, and really not one that's in service of helping anyone else. Uh, and that is... Power word kill. You wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, Speaking of evil spells. (laughs) Just 60 feet. And you point at someone in range. And if they have 100 hit points or fewer, they just die. And I think that's why I like it. Because it's not just... You kill anyone. Um, there's a bit of a gamble involved there. The the not knowing where the target lies as far as hit points are considered. Uh, have you done enough damage to the big bad for you to be able to just say, it's your time, and then just end it in one shot? Um, it's, uh, like I said, a very simple spell. You just choose your target, and then you try and kill them. And did you say there was a save on this? Uh, So, no. um, If they have 100 hit points or fewer, they just die. That's the only condition. So it's 60 feet, one action, instantaneous. Mm -hmm. You point at the target, and you say, you're dead. Is this cruel and uh, excessive? Yeah. But you mentioned
0: against the BBG or big bad guy of the day, Monster of the Week. Yeah, that's definitely a gamble. Because oh, yeah. These guys have a tendency of being fleshy meat pools of vigor and strength. And, you know, is is this the time? Oh, the the DM said they were bloodied, you know. Uh, are, are, OK. There's yeah, they're looking half. pretty are rough. We- how rough is it? Are they at 101? Am I about to waste my ninth level spell slot on this?
1: Yeah, this isn't the spell that you just saunter into the room, point across at the throne room and say, die! Yeah. And then game over. Um, there's a certain measure of caution on when you're going to use this spell. Uh, so it's not just a, a one and done kind of a spell. There is, like I said, that uh, that unknown factor. You don't really know if this is the time to use it. You've got to know when to break it out and when to use it. Um, but 100 hit points is still a hundred hit points uh and there's also a little bit of flair to it um because you know you're just walking out um as my bard and uh, i just walk out into the middle of the room and strum my uh violin or my guitar and i say oh this battle's gone on long enough just die And then you end it. Uh, So there's just a certain um, just, you know, flair to it, I think. And like I said, that little unknown of not knowing whether or not it's going to work. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's not super powerful. No. um, But it's just a fun little spell. And like I said, completely opposite of deciding to heal all your friends. um, (laughs) You just want to kill someone.
0: Speaking of, uh, like I mentioned earlier, that's evil and such like that. Running the BBEG. This is an amazing tool in your arsenal because you know the party's wizards probably got 98 on a on the best day of his life. He just had a big feast, and he's, he's almost at triple digits, and he walks in. He's feeling the best he he's ever felt. He's ready to drop the, <laughs> the biggest spells of his life, and you just look at him, and you're like, <laughs> go away now. And he falls over, and your party cleric has a heart attack because yes. he realizes what this fight's about to be. Um, and he, he's he's <laughs> he's pulling out the stretcher and loading him up and saying, "We gotta go. This is a this sucks. This is a big deal."
1: Yeah, it's great as a as a DM because you get to, you can break that spell out and change the flow of battle, mm-hmm. and you can choose how that battle's going to play out uh, instead of just, you know, oh, I'm about to get wailed on by a party of six uh, for the next four turns. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can indeed put them into a panic uh, quite easily just by dropping one target and then all of a sudden they don't know what to do because they have to refocus right. and they have to regroup. So I think it would be a cool utility for that, you know, as well, kind of guiding your, uh, your encounter to a different direction. Yeah. And it
0: definitely sets the stage. Um, and you can have some pretty cool story beats on that.
1: Oh yeah. It's just super evil because you're like, Oh, the big bad, he just, he just killed Jerry. Right. <laughs> he didn't even look at the rest of us. What, <laughs> why did he kill Jerry? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so, uh, We got through our list. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's our list. Um, I'm glad we didn't choose the same exact spells for every single level. Uh, Obviously, we had a couple that uh, we were... Uh, very close on and we were both very secretive of our lists from each other uh, yes. <laughs> making sure not to talk about it at all um, I think the only thing that we both said at one point which was would anybody really just choose wish as a ninth level <laughs> um, because yeah that's like the uh, like one of the I think easy choices for a lot of people for sure um, would be wish just because it is one of those spells that um, is arguably the most powerful spell in the game uh, because you can literally change the world right um, just that little paragraph at the bottom, which is, hey, talk to your DM uh, because you can literally make some crazy, crazy stuff happen, which even looking at the list, um, you know I went through and I picked two spells for every level. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie and say Wish wasn't the second pick for level nine. (laughs) Um, Wish was on there. It was a close runner up. And Mm -hmm. then I'm like, I'm not going to choose Wish. I just put it on there because I know that it's
0: good. That's the best one. Yeah. And arguably, unless you have a, a really vindictive DM who hates fun and is going to like purposely a fun twist like a genie twist where oh maybe you get what you want but a little little spice you know maybe something something doesn't go exactly like you had planned but there's there's they could really just mess with you you know what I mean and i do like on wish the the bit where it's like the dm can just you know tell you it it, it fails like it's it's what you're asking for is too much yeah, it's, it's just, too complicated it's too much it's too complicated and the dm pulls to pull we're them the nope. yeah <laughs> it, no we're not doing that one sorry <laughs> we right we're
1: gonna use my veto today yeah right <laughs> we should talk to me first <laughs> no.
0: um but yeah i mean there's definitely some cool things in there i mean using the wish spell to you know gear up someone's feeble mind it's a cool example yeah. um of utility that doesn't break the game in any way um but something you could do like its it's like a big heal without you being a healer the wizard can come here and save the day yeah um
1: but yeah that was fun but, yeah, no, this was, uh, like we said, uh, by no means the most powerful spell in every level, but just uh, the spells that uh, we think are fun and we like playing with and uh, we wanted to talk about. So, right. yeah, it was uh, it was cool. I like it a lot.
0: I uh, hope you guys enjoyed our Session Zero. Um, we're going to get back to you next week. A whole new topic. Um, we'll see about maybe have some live play at the end. I don't think that'll be an every week sort of thing, kind of just depending on what the topic of the week
1: is. Yeah, I think it really does depend on the topic of the week mm-hmm. um, because sometimes, you know, if there's a new rule or something to discuss, uh, that's our idea is that it's something that kind of helps you see it in actual play, um, which is a lot different than reading something on paper. And obviously, um, if we were just to enact out all of our favorite spells in a live play, it would be uh, <laughs> awkward, <laughs> right. to say the least. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, especially depending on the order because if I get off that power word kill, you never get to tell me what you're ninth level spell is we never get to cast it. <laughs> so, right. But yeah, um we hope you guys enjoyed uh our little content. Um and like I said, um come back and see us again. And it yeah. uh should be a lot of fun. If you enjoyed
0: this and, and and like this uh kind of back and forth friend to friend um communication style be sure to subscribe to the channel. Um we will be posting this to not only podcast services but a YouTube as well. Um no video unfortunately But I just want to give people the most uh, outlets, as as many outlets as possible to listen to the content and listen wherever they choose.
1: And you decide where you want to listen. Exactly. So thank you all for listening. And uh, until next time. We'll see you around.
0: Hey, everyone. Just wanted to give one more massive thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening. This podcast is something Richard and I have talked about doing for a while now, and we're super stoked you're joining us for this adventure. Be on the lookout for new episodes every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for listening to True Strike.